In the Bible, the ministry of Jesus begins with his baptism in the countryside of Roman Judea and Transjordan, near the River Jordan, and ends in Jerusalem, following the Last Supper with his disciples. The Gospel of Luke, 3:23, states that Jesus was about 30 years of age at the start of his ministry. A chronology of Jesus typically has the date of the start of his ministry estimated at around AD 27 to 29 and the end of the range AD 30 to 36. I could fine-tune the estimate a little better but what I'm specifically looking at here is the three-year period of Jesus' ministry. Can you imagine being with Jesus for a three-year period? The four Gospels give us a glimpse into things that He did and statements that He made during that period but when you really stop to think about it, those are a lot of days, lunar calendar, to be with Jesus. Can you imagine the things that He did and the things that He said that we aren't told about? At the end of the Gospel of John 21:25 NIV, the Apostle says the following Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. So really, what we are shown is only a snippet of what transpired through that three-year period. One of the things that I often wonder about is when we get to heaven, will we have the opportunity to literally see all of what transpired in the Bible, right from the start to the very end, kind of like a rerun if you will. Starting with Adam and ending with John's vision and revelation. Wouldn't that be something? And how about when God created our universe and our galaxy, our solar system and our earth and all of the things that He knew would be necessary so that life could exist and how He put them in place, many of which we aren't even aware of or could possibly comprehend. I'm hoping or maybe we'll just know. For sure I would want to see those three years although I don't know if I would like to see the crucifixion, not sure if I could handle that. My Christian daughter, Tracy does beautiful artwork and we have a number of Bible verses that she has created, on our walls. One of my favorites is from 1 Corinthians 2 9 KJV that reads, But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Have you ever wondered why God didn't say into the mind of man? Instead he chose the word into the heart of man. I think I know. I think it's because our heart is the essence of our where our spirit resides, it's where we are created in his image, where the needs of our soul are responded to and formed and that transcends what the mind is capable of imagining. So if you're talking about something that blew your mind, well it goes even beyond that. We literally can't even imagine. Three years. Three real years of being in the presence of Jesus Christ, the foretold Messiah, the Son of God, in the flesh but not of the flesh. Without sin, not stained like we are, subject to but not controlled by our fleshly desires. And consistently doing the will of the Father, day after day, moment after moment. You know how you can read a book and then they make a movie and leave a whole bunch of what is in the book out? That's what the Gospels are. Kind of like a word movie of some of the things that he did and some of the things that he spoke of. Jesus spent a lot of time in private prayer. Do you not wonder what he prayed about? Can we even begin to comprehend the communion that he had with our Father? If he'd allow us, I'd like to listen in so to speak, I'm sure that, that communion was special, similar to what we sometimes taste when through God's grace, we are brought into his presence, only far beyond what we can comprehend. The pure love of God from the Father to the Son and from the Son to the Father. Remember how just prior to the crucifixion, when Jesus was praying in the Mount of Olives, where he said as recorded in Luke 22:42 NIV Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. This was just after the Last Supper, Jesus knew full well what was waiting for him. From the physical pain alone, no one would question not wanting to go through that, but I believe there is more. I think even beyond the physical pain was the anguish of being separated from the communion that Jesus had with the Father, because of our sins, because of what He became in our place. 
I don't think we can comprehend that, not even close. Yet, even with the knowledge of the pain he would face and the coming separation from his father, he still said, Yet not my will, but yours be done. Such is the dedication that Jesus has for his father, such is the love that Jesus has for us. God in the flesh, tempted as we are but not subject to giving in to the desires of the flesh. Then there's the day-to-day experience of being in the presence of Jesus like the twelve apostles had for that three-year period. That would be walking and talking with Him, eating with Him, seeing Him at rest, seeing Him heal multitudes of people, time and time again, teaching and explaining spiritual realities to the waiting disciples and speaking in synagogues throughout the different areas Jesus traveled to. Can you imagine how many miles or kilometers they walked together and talked together over a three-year period? And don't forget the heightened activities of demons that Jesus dealt with plus the outright power Jesus demonstrated over natural elements such as turning water into wine, multiplying food and walking on water or controlling the weather. Three years, that's really a significant period of time. What we are shown is really only a snippet, and yet, it is more than enough. Worthy is the Lamb. Blessings.